0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. In the outside lobby of Wakefield's only motion picture theater, Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy Douglas, and Nicholas Dohm, the young writer, were waiting for the feature picture to begin, Nicholas having confessed to a writer's prejudice against entering in the middle. As the two young people had been sitting there, they had discussed their plans for the future they intended to share together. Nicholas had questioned Peggy anxiously. He wanted to be sure she believed in that future as much as he did. And Lately, he'd sensed that the young girl might have some doubts concerning the possibilities for happiness in a marriage, which was not based on romantic love. He knew that Aunt Mary, much as she liked him, was definitely against their marrying on such a basis. And he feared that Peggy might have changed her mind. But Peggy stoutly denied that she'd changed, insisted that she intended to go through with her plans. And so, when Nicholas had suggested that they set the date for the wedding as the middle of next month, Peggy had said,
2: All right, Nicholas. There's no point in delaying it, is there? The middle of next month will be fine.
0: Wonderful. That makes me very happy, Peggy. The only thing that worries me at all is your Aunt Mary. She's such a fine person, I hate to think of disappointing her, going against her wishes.
2: So do I, Nicholas, but...
0: We have to live our lives... According to the way we believe.
2: Yes, we do. And I know Aunt Mary realizes that. It's just that she's so anxious for me to be happy. I think she'll understand when she sees that I am happy. Once she's certain of that, she'll...
0: What? Oh, Bill Meade.
3: Well, hello, Peggy.
2: Hello, Bill. Uh, Nicholas, I believe you've met Sergeant Meade. Remember I introduced you once before?
0: Yes.
3: How are you, Sergeant? Fine, thanks, Mr. Dorn. Well, uh, they say this is a very good picture. Is it crowded in there? I mean, well, I suppose you're waiting for seats.
2: Oh, no, there are plenty of seats. We're just waiting for the beginning of the picture.
0: Oh. Yes, I especially wanted Peggy to see this picture from the beginning. who the wrote it is a friend of mine. I've worked with him on a couple of things in Hollywood.
3: Well, that must be very interesting work.
0: Well, it gets to be a job, just like anything else.
2: Oh, it's much more than just a job. Nicholas is just being modest.
3: He must be quite an exceptional guy, Dorn. I've always understood that modesty was a pretty scarce article in Hollywood.
0: Really? Well, you mustn't believe everything you read in the film magazines.
2: (laughs) Nicholas has told me a lot about how they make pictures. It's very interesting.
3: Yes, I imagine it is. I'm not much of a movie fan myself. I didn't have anything better to do tonight, so I thought, well, you know, helps pass the time. <laughs> How's Aunt Mary, Peggy?
2: She's fine, thanks. And Lefty? She's fine, too. Uh, that's good. Uh, well, Bill, it's been nice seeing you.
3: Uh, Peggy, I wonder if I could talk to you for a minute. Would you excuse us,
0: Dorn? Huh? Oh, of course, of course. Some here, Bill. I wanted to go out for a cigarette anyway. But Nicholas I... Come to think of it, why don't I just toddle along back to the hotel? I've seen the picture anyway, and well, you could take Peggy home, couldn't you, mead? Nicholas. No. I'm afraid not.
2: Nicholas, I'll expect you back in five minutes.
0: Well, if you're sure. I'm
2: very sure.
0: Uh all right then. Glad to
3: see you, Bill. He seems to be a nice fellow.
2: He is. Very nice.
3: I get the impression he knows something about... Well, about us.
2: What makes you think that?
3: Well, he made such a fuss about leaving us alone together.
2: Well, after all, Bill, what else could he do? He came right out and practically asked him to leave.
3: Yeah, I guess so. But still, he acted as if he knew something about the situation.
2: Nicholas and I are very good friends. Naturally, we've discussed quite a few things in the past. That's hardly surprising, is it? No, but... It's no secret anyway. Practically anyone in town could have told him. Everyone knows we went around together. Had one of those childish romances.
3: Childish? Peggy, you don't really mean that.
2: Why shouldn't I mean it? It's something everybody goes through. And they get old enough to have some sense and... They eventually marry some person they can really be happy with.
3: Do you... uh, Do you honestly believe that?
2: Of course I believe it. Anyway, I don't see what difference it makes.
3: Makes a lot of difference to me.
2: I don't see why.
3: Peggy, I want to talk to you very seriously.
2: Really, Bill, I don't... There's nothing for us to talk about.
3: I can't believe you mean that, Peggy.
2: Well, I do but you might as well go ahead and say whatever it is. Get it over with now that you've gone this far. What did you wish to discuss with me?
3: Well, now that I... Well, I mean, you're acting so strange, I, I don't know where to begin Hartley.
2: You must know what you had on your mind.
3: Oh, I do, but...
2: Then why don't you say it? I'm waiting.
3: All right. It's about Kit.
2: I expected that.
3: You see, Kit's coming back any day now. At least I think she is. How and nice then...
2: for you. I heard something about it not long ago. I saw your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law? And... Certainly, Jessie Ward. She is your mother-in-law, after all, since she married Ben Calvert.
3: <sighs> yes, I suppose she is. I, I just never thought of it that way.
2: Jessie told me all about it. How she's fixed up an apartment for you and Kit at the house on 11th Street. I'm sure you'll be very comfortable there. Oh, but I'm... Not... You're very lucky it's the most beautiful house in town. I've been there lots of times. Of course, that was in the old days, when Kit and I were such good friends. <laughs> funny. I used to envy Kit. I mean, having such a nice house. Now, you're going to live there, too. But,
3: Peggy, you see, I'm... Well, let's not talk about that now.
2: You'd rather not. I was just making conversation anyway. But I ought to know better. I ought to remember that with you there are always certain forbidden subjects. Certain topics not to be discussed.
3: Peggy, if only you'd understand.
2: Oh, but I do. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe the trouble was that I was so foolish in the past I didn't understand.
3: No, no, you're wrong. Am I? Yes, you are. Oh, I know how hard it's been for you, but... If only you'd wait and not throw everything aside, Peggy. There's something I have to ask you. I suppose I have no right to, but
2: I... well, what do you want to know?
3: Well, it's about you and this Dorn. I've got to know how you.
2: Well, of all the presumption! How I know can what you... you're
3: going to say, Peggy. I realize you think I have an awful nerve to question you, to ask how you feel, but but I'm asking you anyway.
2: I can't see why on earth my feelings should interest you in the least.
3: They do, though, very much. Peggy, I... I have to know.
2: You have to know what?
3: Are you really in love with Dorn?
2: You have no right to ask such a question. No right at all.
3: Then you refuse to tell me?
2: No. I'll tell you if you insist on knowing. What's the difference? Nicholas and I, well, we have some plans. We've found an answer for ourselves. Yes, it's true.
3: I see. Well, it's hardly a surprise,
2: but... I'm it's... sorry if you're unhappy or restless or... Whatever it is, it seems to be bothering you, Bill. But after all, there's nothing I can do about it. That's your problem and kids.
3: Well, Peggy, if that's how you feel...
2: It is how I feel, Bill. Oh, I admit I wasn't very cheerful for a while. But as I said before, everybody has some little adolescent crush somewhere along the line. But when you mature, you get to know what you really want in life.
3: And Nicholas Dorn is what you want? A life with him?
2: Yes, Bill. That... The answer for me. A life with Nicholas Dorn.
1: Bill Mead rose without a word and walked away. Without even saying goodnight. He looked like a man who just had a terrific shock. Dazed and stunned. I wonder, Bill, what effect this conversation you've had with Peggy tonight will have on you. You've been planning to get a divorce from Kit as soon as possible after her return. But now that Peggy has completely cut you off from any hope... For an eventual reconciliation, you may feel differently. Especially when Kit returns with a baby boy, you're to consider to be your own son.